to uh, that was just so off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. Well, <laughs> welcome to episode one hundred and nine of the UK Steelers podcast. You joined as always by me, Sam with Stanley, and the three co-hosts: Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart, Rich Citron. Um, yeah, sorry about that. That was I couldn't hear it properly in my ears, Gav. So we'll see how that rolls out. But it's that kind of show, isn't it? Yeah, that was a very hello. It was kind yeah. of weird. Um, what's going on? You couldn't hear the music. It was kind of in and out, but we'll see how it shows up in, in post. <laughs> okay, or post being when you upload it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's my fault. We're we're recording late again, guys. Sorry, I've just driven for two uh, breakneck speed uh, from back from the Cotswolds. Uh, just walked through my door, set up, and we're recording. I think the people that thought I was mad before for like staying up late and watching American sports. Now just think I've absolutely lost my mind that I'm like on top of working and a recording podcast after work days and spending evenings at, of work like prepping for it. So yeah, maybe I have lost my mind. What are we all doing here? What are we doing here? Are we having like an existential crisis? Yeah. You know what? I was low on energy before this show, this show started. Then that music started. I was ready to put take my headphones off and go to bed. And now you've just given me the lowest pep talk ever. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Well, look, this is a commitment, right? So last, right, I'm working away, right, in the Cotswolds. And uh, this last night, I'm back now. Um, I'm staying in the hotel with, uh, I mean, Rich will know what I'm talking about here. Like all the electricians, all the, all the riggers, all the grips, right? And that, you know, we 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 finished. We were all we get covered in rain yesterday. We're all wet. End up in the hotel lounge, right? And um, I, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to watch the All 22. And he comes out on a Tuesday. I need to watch the All 22 so I can, you know, really understand how bad the Steelers were. <laughs> uh, so I think I'm not going to go to my room and and do that on my own in a room. I'm I'm going to sit in a hotel lounge. Um, well, basically, all those all those uh, members of crew that I was talking about also decided to uh, have have some fun in the lounge and. Uh, that that descended into uh, trays of shots. Uh, there was a there was a twerking competition. Um, there was there was really bad like karaoke. Uh, all going on like within meters of me with when I'm sat there with my laptop and my iPad trying to you know diagnose what exactly is wrong with the Steelers O line. So if there's any holes in my analysis this week, it's probably because at that exact moment of of that section of the game there was like as I say some kind of someone doing some break dancing on a table or something because it was wild man and it went on till like one thirty in the morning and I I stayed up till one thirty just because I was grinding the tape. I did I still didn't get it finished. Wow. I had to wake up early this morning. So yeah, I'm kind of like running on fumes. That's I don't know good. what's going on. But it's like I think they say, you know, politicians when they when 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 they get used to the job, they get used to like having four hours sleep. That's where I am right now. Like I, I, this feels normal. Like I'm not sleeping anymore. I'm just my life is work and American football. Get you up. guys, and then a little bit of time with my family. Should I stop talking we now? We need or an what? interjection. We, no, we need <laughs> what's what an intervention. Sorry, we need an intervention. Stop watching. If it's one a.m. and you've been working all day, stop watching the old twenty-two. Especially if it's after a game like this. Turn it off. Turn it off, man. <laughs> I might I might find something. I might find the answer. Man. <laughs> It might be there, buried in the tape. I'm a bit I concerned I though, that you, I'm a bit concerned that you might have mixed up your like Steelers players rankings with your twerking rankings and things like that. <laughs> the twerking was not good, not good. I Neither the, thought... the males or the females were good. I had to say. But I didn't join in. I resisted the urge. Well, that, that's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say that you'd stayed there with the best of intentions, but you got caught up in this night and ended up karaoke and twerking. But I, but no, I, you held strong. You you got it wrong. I had, you know, I did well. I, I, I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't go for any shots. But I, you know, I was drinking beers the whole time. You know, having some fun as well. I wasn't a total, you know, weirdo in the corner. But you know, I didn't. I didn't go full. I was. I, when it packed up, I was still, so, you know, relatively sober. Whereas some other people woke up, you know, pretty misty, pretty misty eyed this morning. Anyway, right? How are you guys doing? You're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, how's how's the, the the silver lining of of your cloud of um of of not having a van anymore is that you don't have to worry about no, there being no fuel. Well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, my my van's buggered, but I don't. You know, yeah, it, it can't go anywhere anyway. So because there's no fuel in this flaming country, what's going on? You didn't have to spend forty five minutes in a queue, which. I, I used to watch uh, <laughs> uh, highlights of the the uh, Cowboys game the other day. It's quite handy. You, you, you know, you got to be efficient with your time. The, the man's watching Cowboys highlights. Rich, you know about what's going on over here? What? <laughs> In the petrol you station. Got, you, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, <yeah. laughs> It's football season. <laughs> little sucky this today. Um, yeah, I I don't. Do you guys have a gas shortage going on? Oh, man. Yeah. We, we're like Venezuela over here. We, there's no gas shortage. <laughs> there's just idiots filling up jerry cans in their boots because they think there's a gas shortage. It's uh, it's insane. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. It's gas prices are just insane over here, but we have plenty of it. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you got it. Because I'm telling you, when, you, when you're driving around on empty and like – the petrol stations are either shut or there's a mile long queue and you can't queue up because you've got to be somewhere else. It's stressful times, man. Stressful oh. days. Yeah, I, know, I know everyone's waiting for the Steelers talk, but what, you know all these people that are queuing yeah. up in the, outside the petrol station to fill up? They're all like old people who've got nowhere to go. <laughs> Le- leaving the likes of me and everyone else who works with nothing. It's just a bunch of guys sat in the cars watching fucking Cowboys highlights. <laughs> <laughs> just want to get away from the missus for a bit. <laughs> Don't even need fuel. Just get to the front of the line, just drive straight through the forecourt. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell by the um, the six minutes of preamble and my reluctance to do any kind of hosting of this show, uh, <laughs> Steelers lost again this week. And uh, it, it, I don't know about you guys, but this this was a very diffusing loss. This wasn't like last week where I felt like things could be improved. <laughs> this felt like the end times. Um, I don't know, Gav, I kind of want to... Because you're usually the guy that brings me down to earth on this. Uh, where's the panic level right now? Am I allowed to be full on... Pa- Am I allowed to just trash everyone and destroy the team and, and declare that we're going to never win a game again? Or? Well, I think that's what your, your kind of role is here. I think that's what everyone's expecting Good. you to do. So you might as well just get on and do it. Good, thank you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> with that, with that note taken, uh, let's let's jump into this game recap. And, and again, this might be the forty-minute show, as Dave said in the Discord just before this. Because, dear God, I don't want to talk about this game. Um, but we're going to do it. Let's just just think about this. Imagine you're hosting the Jets podcast. That's right? a good point, man. Yeah, I'm, you need to well, dig down and summon that guy's. Th- the thing is, the thing is, in twelve weeks, we will be hosting the Jets podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Jets podcast is just half an hour of screaming, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what this has been so far. Um, okay, I don't know where you want to start with this because the whole thing was a mess. I think we'll start on offense um, as we did last week. Uh, I think we got to start with Ben. I mean, I mean, this whole offense was sloppy to start. There was penalties everywhere, and I think this week we've seen a lot of discussion, um, and it feels like people are coming down on one side or the other. Of you know, Ben is washed, and that seems like a pretty a pretty prevalent theory online at the minute. But then there's also a lot of people saying, well, what's he supposed to do? Look at the O-line, look at this, look at that, look at the scheme. And I think we we, we did a pretty good job last week, I thought, of summarising how those three things have all kind of come together to, to leave us where we are on this offence. But, man, I think Ben went out there and showed us uh, why he shouldn't be playing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the scheme is not helping him. The fact that we're throwing the ball nearly sixty times is is a joke. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the game plan is. 
I don't know why we're only throwing the ball like an average of four yards in the air every time we throw a pass. Why are we obsessed with wide receiver screens? Why are we getting Najee the ball like 60 times, like 60 touches? What's going on? <laughs> but we've got no depth whatsoever to this offense. And when we try it, we miss. Uh, it's not there. Been through some of the worst passes I've ever seen on an NFL field in this game. Um, I mean, he, he did have no help. I mean, he had like 10 drop passes, I think, out of his 58 attempts. But I, I, I just, it's not there. It's not there, and I don't think it's going to improve with Ben because he's not going to be able to run this scheme. It's just not going to happen. I don't know. I'm rambling now, so talk me off the cliff, please. Who wants to go first? Well, you know what? I, I'm I'm of the opinion that Ben, I'm not saying he's washed out, but the yeah. decline has taken a steep yes a steep slip down the slope. But it's being exacerbated by this over line. It is. St- I, I, I mean, I'm of the opinion. I think he's starting to see ghosts now. And he's he's also like completely not seeing defenders. I mean, come on, on that that um, second interception, I think like blind people who see by touching could you know <laughs> could see that guy coming. Everyone saw that, even on that yeah. side. You know, that's the sideline view. You saw it coming, and you know, I sort of I always allow Ben sort of a bonehead play per game because it's guaranteed to happen. Mm-hmm. But that was a real. What the hell is he doing? What's he seeing? And yeah, I, I think it's all being made to, to seem worse by the O-line getting, allowing so much pressure on him, you know. But I, I'm, I, I'm, I sort of, I had a, a grim realisation last night, you know, when that thought when you go to sleep. Like, do I owe Randy Finkner an apology? <laughs> because, oh, no. you know, you know, there's, I, I touted on about the, the Randy drag factor. There's one common thread between these two offences that are struggling, and that's Ben at the moment. That, that is a great Do I owe Randy an apology? That is an excellent point. I just want to highlight, just coming off the back of what you said, I'm not blaming Ben for all of this necessarily. Like The example I used, I saw someone the other day about Peyton Manning, right? And how he kind of got dragged through that last Super Bowl run and, and won with Denver, right? I'm not saying that Ben couldn't be that guy for a team. It's just not going to be for this team. And he's not going to improve. That, that's what I'm saying. So, so I'm not sort of laying all of the blame at Ben. And I think that's what some people are getting frustrated with online at the minute, right? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is not the quarterback that's going to improve this situation. But sorry, please continue. Whoever was going to go. I don't know what Rich thinks. Go, Rich. You know, winning is contagious and losing is contagious, right? And when you're when there's an aspect of your game that's that's not good, it 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 tends to expand. It, if it doesn't get fixed. It tends to expand into other aspects. Right now, I can't see anything positive on this offense at all. But there, there's, I mean, I just, I just don't see it. You Put know, that and, on social. Put that on social right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like the scheme. I don't like the way Ben's playing. I don't like the offensive line. Receivers are still dropping passes. Ebron can't catch anything. He drops, you know, first down passes every game. Um, Najee is still missing holes. And, and I, I noticed, I, I'm sure most of us listen to Steeler Depot or, or check out their website and they're, they're good. Alex Cazor is really good. And, and he mentioned it this morning on their show that, you know, that he's noticed that Najee is missing holes and, and Najee is a great back. I don't want to come down on him, but you know, he's got to play better. It's just that no one is playing well right now. And and the coaches, you can add the coaches to to that as well. I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys heard Thomas' interview about the fourth and ten swing pass to Harris. Mm. You know, we had we had at that point we had fired all of our bullets. What? 
You, <laughs> you wait. You fired all your bullets. What the heck does that even mean? Does that mean you ran out of plays? Like it's just you know, and Ben's analysis of it. You know, oh, we you know we just figured we'd get a bunch of blockers out in front of Najee and he could get the first down. There's no blockers in front of Najee. The line held at, at a pass protection. And then the receivers just ran their routes. No one was blocking for Najee. He had zero chance of getting that. So there's blame to spread around on this entire offense. And, and you know, I think a lot of times you got to look look to the top, the decisions that the brass are making, the coaches. Yeah. And then Najee hits the hole, and then someone gets a penalty for holding or something along the yeah. line. His first three big plays of the game, three big plays, all of them over 10 yards, all brought back on penalties. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Gav, did you I, – I still don't have the all 22, so I can't see the routes the receivers are running and if people are actually getting open, Ben's missing them. Have you, you – you said you checked the all 22? There's definitely people open. There's people open over the middle. Teams are allowing people to get open over the middle. They're playing – you know, if they're playing uh, split – Split safeties, there's people open. Ebron's open all the time over the middle, and he's either can't throw it, can't see it, or isn't throwing it to that to that area of the field. He's just throwing – you know, the offense at the moment is quick slant out mm-hmm. to the flat or, uh, you know, a less than 50-50 ball to Claypool deep. That's it. That's it. There is, yeah. And, but there are players open, but they're just not getting targets. That's so what I thought. What, you know, I'd say I'd – say, from what has definitely gone out of Ben's game is any kind of pocket movement. That's he, he just cannot move anymore. Um, but I do think we have to remember he went into this game slightly dinged up, right, with the peck. Sure. And then it and, and he started actually okay. I thought it wasn't great, but it was it was okay. You know, the, the, the sort of the early completion to Juju sort of showed, okay, maybe we're going to get something, some rhythm here. But then, you know, by the time he had that sort of, Looked like the sort of recurrence of the elbow injury. Then the, the the passes started to become really, really wild and some really bad misses. And then I think I said to you guys during the game or, or shortly after, you know, after he threw that pick, I, I thought Ben was considering, you know, immediate retirement, effective, effective at the end of that play. You know, he just he looked like a man that was looking into a mirror and not seeing his own reflection. He was just lost. You know, the, the, the glassy eyes. Just what was he doing here? So that that was a scary moment. I thought, oh no, is he going to, you know, what, what's he going to do? Is he just going to put himself? Because why didn't he see him? It's one of, one of the bizarrest interceptions I've ever seen. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, can you think of any worse interceptions? It was just straight at the guy. There was no reason to, there was no excuse. It wasn't like the guy was blocked or moved. He was just there. He just threw it straight to him. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the worst passes I've ever seen this offense make. <laughs> it was... Yeah. And, then, and, and, and the lack, lack of confidence. I mean, you always think that Ben exudes confidence right but the pump fakes i mean the, the pump fakes have always been a great part of his game but on half of the pump fakes he should have let it go like yeah. the, the guy was open and he's doubting himself so he's holding on to the ball he's taking sacks you know he's making ill-advised throws to get rid of the ball before he takes the sack which is getting tipped and picked off it was bad i mean can, can he evade pressure anymore can he handle pressure anymore you know does the, the, is the only way he can succeed is to be completely protected and to have an offense that's clicking around him and he hasn't got that so now he can't succeed but I mean as I said last week he's still the best quarterback on his roster I think right now so where do you go from here what do you do we're going to have to ride this out together and um, I don't think it can be this bad again to be honest yeah I think honestly right now what this Steeler team needs 
to win a football game is the defense to play amazing like they did in Seattle two years ago. You know, they need to get four to five sacks. They need to get turnovers, fumble recoveries, interceptions. And if they do that, then uh, then I think we can I think we can win some football games. Other than that, I don't see us beating anyone out there. Maybe the Jets, you know, because we just destroy Wilson with a pass rush. And, you know, he's a rookie. Um, maybe the Jets uh, but there's not too many teams out there I think we can beat right now currently the way we're playing. Now, that can always change. You know, you, you can get things start to come together and a team starts to gel and people start, you know, completing their assignments successfully. It can happen. But right now, from what I'm seeing, I don't see us beating anybody. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I was looking at the next five games and I was like, I don't know where the win comes from. Yeah. I mean, it's about, I mean, we, you do remember that the, this feels worse than when the Steelers went 0-4 in mm. 2013, was it? That start. And then they, they came back, they got my 8-8 eight, eight eight season. Yeah, it, it's a long season. And that's the thing, right? That That's where I'm like, you know, things will change, I'm sure they will, all over the league, you know, with our opponents and with us. And, and, and wins will be found along the way. But I don't know how we get to, you know, it's not 8-8, eight eight, is it, anymore? But, you know, I don't know how we get to 500. I don't know. Because there's just no consistency. <laughs> I don't see what the fix is. This, this, this offensive line isn't going to suddenly become... Great overnight and protect Ben. Uh, I do think just just on on that. I do think the the O line played played better. I think I think there was improvement. I think there were rushing lanes. I mean, half has, of that's because has, half of them got knocked out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought, but I thought um, if Ben's pocket movement was a bit better, he yeah, he could have yeah. you know he could have navigated that noise a bit better. It would have been their, their pass protection would have looked better. And if if Najee had hit the holes when they were there, because there were some big ones. I mean. Haig actually, when Haig came in, I thought he looked, he was getting some, making some lanes. But even, even Chucks and, and uh, Turner, there were some gaping holes that they were, they were creating. So that it's not like it was a complete waste of time from the O-line. It, I think there is improvement and I think they're going to get better. And they're going to progress as the season goes on. But I think, you know, you lose so much on defense. It, it, it kind of, the, the, the responsibility of the game fell on the offense and this, this offense is, well, it's, it's sort of tested dead, isn't it? I mean, it's you, you can't carry the team on it. So it needs to be the defense that carries the team, but you can't win it with, with what they had. So it was the game was the game was lost almost immediately. Yeah. I think we missed um, DJ and Juju obviously after he went out. Um, yeah. I mean, we were running out of bodies on offense. You know, at one point it felt like everybody was going down. Um, Chase felt like the consistent element, but again, like you said, it's just. Chase is a bit of an enigma for me right now because I just don't know what to think. He's obviously got the talent, he's got the size, he's got the speed, the athleticism. He's just not coming down with some of these 50-50 balls. Just some of the... I mean, I saw a great... This was, you're talking about Steelers Depot. I saw this on there earlier today. Of wide receivers with 15 targets and 12 catches this year, he ranks dead last in catch percentage and close to the bottom of average yards of separation. So he's not gaining separation and then he's not winning the 50-50 balls when it gets thrown to him. But some of them were fifty-fifty balls if if the ball was delivered perfectly. But some of the, the some of them yeah. were coming in hot. The sure, angle was yeah. wrong. It, you know, it wasn't perfect ball placement from Ben. So, you know, you you, you throw a fifty-fifty ball badly, it's not a fifty-fifty ball anymore. It's a twenty-five-seventy-five. So I don't think you can put it all on on Clay No, Paul. definitely not. Definitely, not. I'm talking more about you know we hope Chase would evolve into a you know a superstar this year, and I'm not seeing that so far. I don't know how much help he's going to get. Um, Washington, I thought was getting open sometimes, but he barely looked his way. Um, Ebron, I mean, you mentioned Ebron. I'm done with him. I'm sick of it. It's 
Benson dude just played Frymouth. <laughs> I mean, he's out, he's out snapping him anyway, but I don't know what, what value he's adding on the field. I mean, this is getting to levels that we've seen uh, at the start of last season with drops. Um, I think there's only one way up for Ebron. I think, you know, he gets a separation. He just was got, he's just got unlucky. Great pass breakup by that, uh, that DB on that one. What should have been the catch for him? Because that, that, that looked, for all, for all the world, like that was going to be a great, a great play. And the, the guy you know, got his hand in there. So I think, I think, uh, Ebron could, should, should be due a bit of uh, regression to the mean, as it were. So he could, should be getting a bit better. And I think, but this week, we're, we're we're operating in an offense that's on razor th- uh, sorry razor thin margins right now. We can't complete a play to save our lives. So when the ball lands in his hands and he drops it, it's just you can't, you can't deal with that on this offense right now. It's a drive killer, and you might only get two drives a game that that lead to anything. I think I think the offense looked best when it was in the sort of hurry up. So I just wonder if they just go full hurry up. Sure, but but we're being told now that we've got fifteen plays in the hurry up, and that's it. What's, <laughs> Yeah, well, they need to go away and think think on again about that, right? Yeah. Um, Pat scored his first touchdown on with a shovel pass. We've seen that a few times to a few different people. So that's nice. Yeah, that's good. He's, he's a bright thought, spot. Should we, should, we, should we try and find some positives? In yeah, this he's game? he's the positive on the offense. I think him and him and Najee, I suppose. Um, I saw I saw Austin Gale tweeted at PFF. Uh, Najee Harris has been hit behind the line of scrimmage on seventy percent of his carries. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. But just think about that. Seventy percent of the time, he gets handed the ball. He gets hit before he reaches the line of scrimmage. Insane. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, I thought Cody White came in and looked Cody good White, on his two yeah, yeah. two plays. That's something. I you know, I thought Gentry had a, had a, had a you know a decent game. He it was he had a lovely route he ran up the seam that Ben didn't didn't bother looking at him, but uh, he had some nice blocks too. So I think Gentry is is progressing. I, I got to be honest, all I remembered was that he gave up that sack. But you don't really want your third tight end lining up and blocking in that situation. Any like the, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but he just got <laughs> he just got pummeled on that play. Yeah, uh, yeah. blocking is improving in the run game for him though. Yes, I mean, saw saw a couple of three tight end, <coughs> and 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 the, and the Bengals did as well. The three tight end sets. What's going on there? It's copying the Raiders. It's obviously working for them. So that. Uh, Seems to be a trend. Um, the uh, don't, the old line, like we mentioned a bit, uh, all of them gave up a penalty in this game, which is is rare to see. But that's that's nice. Chop that down. Um, I don't, who 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 was who was the, the key suspect this week? I thought Kendrick Green looked pretty awful. Um, mm-hmm. To the point where I would consider benching him. I would play Hassanella next week. I don't know if that's a a popular opinion, but. He doesn't look ready. He doesn't doesn't look ready. I'm sitting. Let's let's see if we can develop him a little bit. I don't know if this knocks his confidence or what, but the, the dude does not look strong enough. Or uh, and, and it's leading to penalties and it's leading to just just run plays being blown up straight up the middle constantly. I don't know what what you're seeing from Kendrick. Yeah, I, I would bench him. Yeah, it's it's not been great. But then Hassanau is kind of low low ceiling kind of guy, like high, high floor, low ceiling, if you like. Whereas yeah. I think Green, you know, has potential to make some big plays. So I, I don't know. I don't know if you're capping yourself there, but but yeah, I, I'm just looking for for Green, any I mean, kind of consistency right now. You know, I think I, think, I, don't, I don't think the scheme was right. I think it comes down down to coaching. You got to put Ben in a position to succeed, and I don't I don't think he was. Yeah. As as Dave said, you know, this was this. I think a lot falls on onto Matt Canada, and this is a learning experience for him. Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't even seen a, a, a Matt Canada 
esque offense yet, are we? I mean, we're expecting all these shifts, and I mean, it has been used, but it sort of it has a lot of it. I won't say it stinks of last year's offense, but there's definitely flavors of it in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it doesn't feel like a whole lot's changed, and maybe that's because we're losing. Maybe that's because things aren't going as we want them to. And I I, I feel like um, I feel bad for for Canada because he's. He's in a situation where he, I think he wants the perfect QB for his scheme. He wants someone who he can mould into his scheme. And he's kind of stuck with a long-term franchise QB who's set in his ways and doesn't really want to change too much and is limited in what he can do. And it's not allowing this offence that we were all looking forward to to really come out and flourish yet. It's it's being held back. So I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to get on Canada's back too much about all this. Maybe well, remember... I was going to say, remember, we talked about this last offseason when we had talked when we had, were saying they need to get rid of Feetner. But if they bring somebody in, is it going to be somebody that has a strong reputation, somebody that is really well respected, that's going to force Ben to do what he wants in his offense? Because if it isn't, Ben being the, you know, the longtime veteran future Hall of Famer that he is, is going to be like, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I can do this. I'll do that. But I'm going to do what I want. And I think that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben, you know, being in, in the red zone and trying three deep shots, you know, rather than just moving the, moving the ball. That seems like Ben, right? That, yeah, that's he was doing that last ben. season. Yeah, that was yeah, last season the ben. same thing. Third and three, throw a deep pass. You know, yeah. yeah, or, or, you know, first and 10, throw a deep pass, miss. Second and 10, deep pass, miss. Third and 10, deep pass, miss. Fourth, field goal. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. Well, they're I mean, opening. Go ahead, go again. No, you go. I was going to say their opening drives are, are the same every game. You know, um, throw throw a short pass or run the ball. You know, throw a short pass, throw a deep pass, punt the ball. It's like <laughs> every game. It's like bingo. It's the same you can do thing. the Steelers bingo. The Steelers haven't scored a single point in the first quarter of a game since week eleven of last year. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in a row. We have not scored a single point in the first quarter. Yeah. What is that? What? Why? <laughs> why, why, why? Why can't they script a, a decent drive here? Like, what's because going our on only here? plays, like you said, are, are like screen passes or quick throws to the flats or a one-yard run for Najee. Those are our only plays. And you know the and and even I saw one of the plays at the end of the first quarter. They had when they were going into their big personnel, they had thirteen personnel out there. Every time they would do that, the Bengals would bring a, a fifth defensive line. They had three defensive tackles and two defensive ends in the game, right? And so thirteen personnel, you only have two receivers. So the play develops, and they have Fryermuth and Gentry blocking one of their defensive ends. So Fryermuth chips the guy which means now Gentry is blocking a defensive end all by himself, which is not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So he chips the guy, and he goes out into the flat, and he turns around, and he looks for the pass. Ben's not even looking for him. Now, I have to think that that first option has to be it has to be a play to Fryermuth, because why else would you let Gentry try to block a defensive end by himself? It has to be the first option, right? But he's looking down the field, and the guy that Gentry was blocking got past him, and he sacked him. He sacked Ben, and Ben never even looked at Fryermuth. So, you know, the more and more we see this, you know, game by game, year by year, you just got to, you know, you just got to believe that Ben's making a 
just a lot of poor decisions out there every game and it doesn't seem to be getting any better yeah you see like that the way you describe that it sounds like matt canada's drawn up a, a play where you read it right to left and, and ben's reading it deep to short or something he's he's reading the play wrong he's not yeah. going for the, 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 the not going through his progressions he's going through how he wants to see the field and that maybe that's where they're biting heads and they need to get on the same page here you know what he's like guys he, he's like if you watch a boxer who like roy jones jr who is known for his reflexes and his speed as soon as those traits those skills start to diminish because of age he starts to lose, you know, and Ben was always good at breaking through tacklers, like breaking through pass rushers, you know, who are, who are closing in on the pocket, scrambling out and making something happen. He was always that was always like his trademark. He can't do it anymore. So he's still relying. He, he doesn't have that great vision. I hate to keep kicking a dead horse, but he doesn't have that great vision downfield. Because he never relied on it, because he always played that game that, that that was his strength, and now he doesn't have either one, and now we're seeing what the result of that is. Yeah, it's terrifying, and I mean, what happened? You know, the the way that Feetner did it last year was that that quick, you know, the dink and dunk, quick strike offense. Well, maybe that's their best shot. Maybe he was right because there's not much else that you can do with 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 Ben as he is at the moment. But the problem with that is it worked for a while, right? It worked for a long while. And then defenses started adjusting to it. And they started realizing, just just bring everybody up because we'll cover the run and the pass because they're not passing past five yards. So now everybody's ready for that. So I don't think we can ever go back to that and ha- and expect it to work again. You know, and why, like they're down 20, what is it, 27-10, and he finally starts throwing 10-yard passes. Like, and he's completing them too. And now I know the defense has changed for the Bengals when they're up that much. I understand that. But that doesn't mean that you you can't scheme that, you know, in regular situations. We we know, you know, teams do it all the time. They, they complete seven to 10 yard passes consistently in games. And just, he never does it. He just, he just doesn't do it. You know, there's, it's like, it's not even an option for him. Yeah. So, what do we? Where do we go from here then? What do we do? What's the plan? I mean, you. I think you, after the game, Si, you were kind of really downbeat, weren't you? And kind of quite emotional. I thought. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know what the fix. There isn't a fix. There isn't one. There is not a fix on this roster, and I think it's a fundamental mismanagement of the off season to have not created one. And, and we kind of said it. You know, we didn't know. We, we hoped that the organization was confident enough in what they've seen from Ben and what they've seen from the you know this young offensive line and what you know X, Y, and Z. We don't have it. There, there's no way I can envision that we turn this season into a successful one. I think it's lost. So at, well, at that point, where, where do you go? What do you want to do? Do we want to lose every game now? We want to try and get a high pick, pick up Spencer Rattler. What, what do we want? I don't know. I, I'll t- I'll tell you what I would do as a as a as a short term you know, goal just to try to get something going is I would, I would have, I would practice during the, during the the week, say seven to 10 plays with Haskins. Mm. And I would bring him in, in key situations, maybe third and long situations because Ben has almost a 0% chance of converting third and long these days. He very rarely does it anymore. So in third and long, I would have some play set up with Haskins where he can use his legs, or if the pass is there, he can hit. You know, he hit, throw the pass. It'll throw teams off because they're not going to be game planning for it, 
And it, it, it might give us a chance to convert some third downs that we wouldn't have converted before. And I, I don't think we risk a whole lot by doing it. Yeah, and he can make some plays with his feet as well. He can maybe get a first down, you know, with a QB run. Yeah, like a sort of Taysom Hill, Drew Brees scenario. I think that maybe is, a, is, is the only way to get out of this mess. Uh, yeah, I'd be on board with it. I don't think Ben would be. And mm. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a shame. I I just don't know what, 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 where we go from here. You know, I think we're going to have a few more episodes similar to this one in, in the coming weeks because... I don't see any any easy answers. Uh, I mean, I like you say, Rich. I do think the defense should hopefully come come back stronger. You know, the injuries will hopefully uh, not continue to stack up, and guys will return and, and and will improve on that side of the ball. And then maybe we can start to see some closer games. But you know, it's it's just that feeling, right? And we spoke about it when uh, you know the end of last year, and and some you know some when we were around during the Mason season. You just the offense comes on, and you almost you know sigh. Yeah, it's okay. We know what's going to happen here, and it's just that feeling, you know. It's depressing, but uh, buckle in. We've got fourteen yeah. of these left. <laughs> God damn the NFL for adding that extra game. <laughs> um, I, do, I do think this, this there is a potential. This is this is the low point, and, and I hope so. yeah. progression, and we can you know. I saw yeah. on uh, I saw Phil Bridge saying you know just. Pull, pull Ben now, put Haskins in. I think it's too early for that. And he was saying it's a lost season. It's not a lost season yet. You know, it's one and two. I think, I don't think you can say it's lost. I'll be willing to say it's lost when, you know, they're one and five, one and six. Then it's lost. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's even dead at one and three. I'm a constant pessimist, so there's no point asking me, but... You know what is a what is a, a lost season? You know, is it just a season where you know that you're not going to make the playoffs? Because I'm pretty confident in that. <laughs> well, in, in NFL history, teams that start one in three make the playoffs 11 percent of the time. So that's still one in ten chance. <laughs> Same as a chance. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that glass still has a good swig in it. So you know, there's a chance you're going to get that swig. <laughs> Yeah, I, I put a bit of a because like, I was seeing nothing but like Ben hate on Twitter, so I thought I'd put a bit of a poll out to see what everyone thought of Ben, at least in our immediate circle. So I put sort of put a thing of Ben is is he washed up? Bring your Rudolph, please, or just give him give him some more time. And around for the longest time, it sat around fifty fifty, and it finished up at sixty four percent wanted more time for Ben. So I think maybe the, the hatred is not as strong as, as we sort of think and feel from what people are. I think maybe the, the emotion has, has calmed down a bit and everyone's seeing it a bit more in the cold light of day, you know, realizing that, as, we, as uh, Gav was saying earlier, Ben's the sort of the best QB on this roster at the moment. And it's the, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to change him, you know, to, to sit him and swap him out. Um, so, yeah, I think everything's calmed down a little bit. You know, I think the emotion's gone a little bit from behind it. Yeah, and I think, you know, you want to ease, if you are going to sort of try and get into Haskins, a little bit of Haskins play, I think easing into it is better than just saying, right, we're starting Haskins, you know, oh, next yeah. week. The pressure on him is just going to, he's going to crumble and it's going to, you know, two broken quarterbacks. So just, I think like Rich said, just ease Haskins in, let's see what we've got, see if we've got, maybe, maybe you can catch, you know, catch a light like Duck did for that, that season for a few games and get some momentum going. But, yeah. yeah. So, but that's a bit of a Hail Mary in itself. Just to uh, sweep up this whole line, this offense, um, 
things are going to change in the coming weeks, to be fair. I mean, Zap Banner's due back, not, probably not this game, but maybe for the game after the Green Bay one. Um, He's got 21 days, right, to be yes, yeah. activated. Yeah. yeah. So you would assume that he comes in and starts right tackle? Um, now, I don't know if that means Chucks ends up on the bench, or if Dan Moore does, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Joe Higgs slips in somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how this is all going to work out, but... Uh, I do think we're going to see some changes on this offensive line, and as we'll get to in a second, the Steelers have shown that uh, they are very willing to immediately make some pretty drastic changes if they feel that uh, they need to. So I, I do think this offense is going to change, and I do, like you say, Gav, this, this could be the lowest point. We, we, we could see a regression to the mean. My issue is I just don't see the, I don't see the ceiling for this offense. You know? Oh well, I suppose I do see it, and it's very close to my head. Yeah, even think about the weapons that are on this team. You just just need to it's, find a, a yeah. way of, of utilizing them. Well, they, they were trying to. Right? I mean, look at the look at look at Najee's stats. He's, they're they're ridiculous. You know, they're, they're clearly trying to force the play to him because they know he's the most dynamic playmaker. Well, he said though that I don't think this is a hundred percent accurate just from watching the game. But he said all of his fourteen receptions were checkdowns. They weren't even meant to go to him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And he had nineteen targets. 19 times. <laughs> yeah, that's Waller. Let me just put this into perspective. Najee had more targets than Joe Burrow had pass attempts. That's like, isn't that a record? Is it? A, I don't think it's a Steelers record, yeah. a league record for rookie receptions. It's, it's, in, um... do you know it's what, definitely a Steelers record. It, it's awful game plan. <laughs> what it is. I mean, we'll move on to the defense, but just looking at the, the Bengals' stats, right? Joe Burrow, 14 completions to win this game. 14 completions. We threw the ball nearly 60 times. Joe Mixon just gashed us for five yards of play, 90 yards on 18 attempts. I mean, this this defense was banged up. Obviously, missing um, Highsmith and TJ was a, was a major dent. We just weren't getting the pressure, especially after the first quarter. I thought um, Cam Hayward as our only superstar was just kind of bottled up by double teams, and then everyone else was just it was just meh. It was it was em- well, emblematic they, they of this go, unit. Sorry, go on. They have to go away from the game plan, right? Course, they they, yeah, they, yeah. they want to do the four-man rush, split safeties, play zone, keep the play in front, the umbrella defense, whatever that everyone else is doing. Uh, and and they couldn't do it. They had to they had to go to single high and and uh, start bringing uh, you know the safety down into the box, blitz a bit more. Uh, you know, Minka. I don't know what's going on. They changed his role. He's he seems to be crashing down all the time, and it just it just fell apart. The defense completely fell apart. They couldn't get pressure. Yeah. They were players, you know, chase breaking free on the back end. I mean, with no yeah. with, with generating no pressure on this offense, showed us what's on the back end of this defense. <laughs> it was it was not pretty. Uh, I mean, I, I said it in the, the preseason. Jace Pierre not should not be starting on this this defense. It's just shouldn't be happening. Uh, it's the guy's not not prepared to be covering half of the field. Uh, did I don't know if our linebackers played in this game because I didn't recognise that they were there. Uh, Jameer Jones was so bad they cut him. Uh, I, I mean, remember a guy called Quincy Roche who I wanted to keep around. I was never sold on this move. Well, you could have could have kept him. We've got Derek Tuska now has replaced him. Came in and looked significantly Zuka, I better. I thought he had a nice game. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. He, nice he came in and okay, looked right? significantly better. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. He's, uh, he's good as as you know. He, he is good against the run. Yeah, he's that, but he's just not a pass rusher. He's 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 your ideal. If you've got you, you know Highsmith, uh, you know you've got the two the two not standard bookends. You've got 
You've got uh, Ingram as your situational pass rusher, and then you've got um, Zuka as your like situational run defender. That's ideal. I mean, I think that's why they've kept him. Well, I mean, like, that play with the sort of read option play where he was he was keyed on. Did you see that one where he was, you know, he was the guy, you know, on that on that read option. You you wait for the defensive end to rush in. If he goes one way, you go one way. If he goes one way, you go the other. He played it perfectly. He waited for the play to develop. The 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 uh, I, can't, uh, I think they they went they went for the inside angle on it. Uh, and and he waited, 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 waited for him to declare, and then crashed down and made a tackle. It was it was a savvy veteran play. It was great. Yeah, they were moving him around. He's got versatility. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Zucker. I think he's got potential. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to be excited about it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I'm just. Uh, it's just you know we spent all all training camp you know buttering up our uh, Jameer Jones love and. You know, it took th- it took one game of starting for him to be <laughs> just sent away. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like, oh. Go on, Rich. If he well, if he clears waivers, they'll sign him in the No, he's he's on the Rams. He's on the Rams. Oh, they picked him up. Yeah, okay. yeah, well. the Rams took him, so he's he's gone. Yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was a pretty impulse impulsive move, to be honest with you. They they like this guy a lot in exhibition season he has one game where he's obviously not ready to have that much playing time they thrust him into that much playing time he's not ready for that and they just you know they just cut him that yeah i i thought that was a mistake but you know we 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 we've i think most people see what we have with this defense now if we can get consistent pass rush consistent pressure on the quarterback we have a very good defense if we cannot get pressure on the quarterback, we have an average to below average defense. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. You know, and so you lose your two outside linebackers, which is everything in a 3-4 defense. I mean, <laughs> you're going to have problems. Oh, and not to mention uh not to mention um Butler rears his ugly head again. Oh, like man. what <laughs> the heck? Okay, so so your two two of your three pass rushers are out of the game. You got to really depend on that third guy now, Melvin Gordon. You re- or Melvin Ingram. You really need him. You got to depend on him to get to that quarterback. What does Butler do? He puts him in pass coverage for one third of his downs. One third of his playing time was spent in pass coverage. I'm sorry, guys. That's just stupid. That's just dumb. I'm so fed up with this guy. You know, I, I, you know, you know, I, I, where I sat, I wanted him and Finkner gone last year. I didn't see, I didn't see worth in any one of them. Hey, and when we, when the defense is so great, because we do have a great defense at times, you know, do you see, do you see teams lining up to get to to sign Butler to to hire him to to interview him? Nope, no one does. You no, know, that's true. Most other like decent defenses, their coach is gone in two years. They're, they're gone. They're, they're coaching the Rams or something. Yeah, it's like no, exactly. exactly. Because it's it's not he doesn't make the defense good. The defense is good in spite of him. Sorry if that's a little cruel, but mm. this is just ridiculous. I mean, seriously, we need to get to the Ingram. Burrow. That was that was that was yeah. It was shocking, man. The, to see Ingram drop it like we, we saw him disappear in a, in a wormhole of his last week in coverage, and there he, he saw that and thought, oh, that's good. I'll have more of that, please. Do it. What? Yeah, I don't get that at all. But I mean, his. He's gone. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. inside spin. Gav, Gav. Oh, what's, what's happened? What's e- happened? What's even happened? your internet has given up the ghost. Your internet doesn't oh, want to hear no. it. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been breaking up occasionally. 
This this However, is this is emblematic of the uh, how everyone feels. I think <laughs> Gav's internet doesn't even want to be a part of this show. I <laughs> know. Oh, am I back? Am I back? Am I still here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is intermittent. Um, okay, I apologise for that. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Ingr- oh, <laughs> do you see that <laughs> the missed tackle? I mean, I don't know. What you, I don't know what you call it a missed tackle. Or just playing bumper cars out there for the first. Well, not only. Not only that, he he should have obviously wrapped him yeah. up. That was really poor. But not only that, but but uh, Minka took a bad line he, he, on that on that play, and just completely put himself out of the play. Didn't even get a hand on the guy. I mean, he should have been able to to come in and, and make that tackle, and he just just took a bad angle. Yeah, it's embarrassing, man. I mean, these guys missed the memo apparently that Tyler Boyd is a beast. I've been shouting about this for years. But then Tyler Boyd comes out and says that he's never seen a Steelers team give up like that at the end of a game. It's just like the, the peak embarrassment. You got Mike Hilton on, you know, waving at people saying that he was disrespected by the state. It felt like a real like come home and just take a take a shit on the carpet from the Bengals. And uh, it's embarrassing, you know. This ranks up there with that Browns game in the playoffs last year for uh, embarrassing losses. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where to go. This this. It's just a mess. It's a mess. I think people could probably tell from our tone. Um, I don't know how you fix yeah. this. I think the defense will get better. Obviously, I think you know TJ comes back, but I just think the fact that I like you, Rich, like you said, Rich, you know, missing your two outside linebackers in a three-four defense is, is a death sentence. Maybe we should have made more of that before the game. Although we, I don't think we. Oh, I think that. I think we did. I think we did make a bit of a mess, but yeah. we did say it was going to be a tough. But yeah, we didn't know. But but, it was but at that so point, bad. we didn't know. We didn't know. TJ didn't was know. still yeah. right. Yeah. We didn't know. We, we you know it, it all came up. One maybe we could start doing to do the show on our Fridays or something. <laughs> so we'll look, yeah. we'll look better the next week. <laughs> I think, like you said, Minka, yeah. Minka seems to be. Yeah. I think helping the Steelers playing himself into a cheaper contract. So that's nice of him. Yeah. Um, what, what's going on there? They've changed his role. He, he was he was best in that first season, wasn't he? The first six games or four games of his of his first season after that trade, where he was just sat back and just and making plays. He seems to be trying to. He's just sort of one step too early on everything, and then he's got he's out of position and he's got to take the wrong angle. Well, right right now he's kind of babysitting back there, isn't he? He's, he's covering up a bit for for Pierre's shortcomings and what have you. I think I think he feels like he has to be everywhere at once so he's not like reading and, and reacting the same way he would do normally do you know what i mean like like he's he's having to he's having to pick up some too much slack yeah if that makes sense mm. yeah like he's trying to compensate too much for everything else and therefore yeah. he's overreacting yeah overplaying stuff false stepping all over the place yeah i just looked on pff melvin ingram coverage grade 28 uh, pass rush grade eighty six point eight. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe a guy you it. shouldn't be dropping into coverage. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should rush the guy. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I'm glad finally the Steeler Depot. You guys listen to Steeler Depot, right? Alex Kazora and those guys. I, I, yeah, I used to. I've stopped so that I don't repeat everything do they the say on the show. Yeah, yeah. Kazora's good. Well, they they happen to have the same takes as we do sometimes, and it's just you know. Um, finally though, last year they didn't get on Butler at all. You know, when we were getting on him last year, they weren't this year. Finally, they're starting to, they're starting to get on him. And they questioned, they questioned that, that, you know, that Melvin Ingram dropping the pass coverage, you know? Um, so that's good to see that they've acknowledged that. I don't know if it means anything, but 
just need the the Steelers to acknowledge it. We need we need Butler to acknowledge it, and then we can all move on in our lives. Okay, let's let's play search. For... Am I still dropping out? Did I drop out again? Then uh, no, I don't know. I don't. Know. You're okay, I think. Um, searching for the bright spot, I think I said this last week. I'll say it again. I think Edmonds has been my favorite thing about this defense this year. Um, not just the the tipped interception, which probably you know anyone would have caught, but it just looks it looks great coming coming up down against the run, and maybe that's kind of out of necessity because people were just <laughs> bursting through the hole in this game. But uh, I, I don't know. I think he's improved massively. I think it's uh, he, he's finally coming good. Maybe a bit late, but uh, a big fan of his game. I know Gav was a bit down on him last week. I don't know, but I don't know if he still is. Yeah, no, he's had, he had a decent game as far as as far as you know you can say. Um, I'm in the same boat with Morlet. I, th- I like Morlet. I think. His role, I think he's doing a good job. I like his tackling. I like his, his way he uh, sheds blocks. Um, so I, think, I think he's a good piece. I think there's, there's, you know, what we saw, we saw back, you know, it's a backup defense basically out there yeah. getting shredded by, you know, Burrow and, and Co. that played well. Yeah, and it's, well, that's that's what worries me, man. Like, it was kind of what I was saying before the season. And then after week one, I kind of decried myself as, as a fool. And now I'm like, well, no, actually, I was right. The, the, the secondary is a mess. It, it was just being covered up because there was so much pressure on Josh Allen in week one. And maybe that will continue and you can get away with that, you know, with TJ and, and Highsmith there. But uh, not not with this line. You can't. And it says it says a lot that you, you, we kind of talk about this defense and the superstars on it with Cam and everything that that is is Bush is Devin Bush just a guy, you know he's not he's not yeah. picking this team up and leading it and he's not you know he's not making a difference really he's, he's you know not, he makes yeah, he hasn't big been plays. he hasn't been a splash play guy he hasn't been a difference maker I think he's played solidly in his in his you know I think, I think yeah, he's that fine. pace helps and I think you fine. know his ability to get to the sideline and bottle up the run and out you know and that kind of thing. Very good. You need that kind of guy, and I think without him, you, you notice it. But yeah, you're right. He's not, you know, he's not come in with the splash that that Minka and and TJ have had in their early yeah. goings. And sorry, I mean, do you do you make that trade to to get the level of production that we've had so far? No. I think a bit of slack can be cut for him, particularly in the last the last game. Just like he's come off the uh, the phantom groin snatcher injury that everyone seems to be suffering from. You know, he's not going to come in flying around and, and you know potentially reopening that um, that injury because I think um, Rich was saying last week that that's something that can reopen pretty easily, right? That can that can be a niggling injury that sort of continues. You know, um, I, I'm not expecting him to come out and and do massively impressive things straight away after an injury like that. Um, so I'm I'm not ready to really necessarily hate on him but you know I'm, I'm not ready to be as down on him as, as some seem to be at the moment well speak, speak for yourself Dave on uh, reopening the groin and seeing the good bush <laughs> jeez you just want all t-shirts you just want to with t-shirt slogans man <laughs> trying too hard now t-shirt machine this is what concerns me about bush and what has concerned me from from the first season um, people say and I've heard this some people say this sportscasters and that that even um, Shazier, it took him a season or two to really get used to the defense so that he could, you know, he could start reacting instead of thinking so much. And you, uh, until he really got into that role of being a pro bowl linebacker, which he, which he did become, even when he was a rookie and he's, you could see he was, he was having problems. Occasionally he would make a play that you would go, holy crap. What the heck was that? Like, wow, that was freaking amazing. Every now and then it would come out. 
we don't see that with Bush. Right. That's that's my concern. We I have yet to see that with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only sort of impressive plays you see out of Bush are the kind of sideline you know pursuit game. But that's that's not a splash play. That's just a good play. That's right. just our oh, great thing. You know, you miss it when it's not there. But that's not the Shazier. That's not the the game breaking play. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. That that trade is starting to look a little suspect. What do, do you remember? What we gave up for that? I can't remember now. It, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a ton. I don't think if I remember right, it was a pretty good trade. It looked like at the time, you know. He was the number two ranked college middle inside linebacker, so it, it looked like a pretty decent trade. But obviously, but was, we, we got the wrong Devin. <laughs> yeah, it was one one based on need, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of thing. That makes, I mean, where we? I'd love to. I, I, it's probably easily be done. Go back and look at where we were in that draft compared to where we were in this draft, and what the cost was to move up. You know, the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought, hey, you know, we were sitting there, pick number nine this year. We picked Devin Bush up at 10, Justin Fields. <laughs> I've just, that's been on my mind lately. They gave up two second round picks. Mm. Whoops. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there you go. That's uh, Roger Goodell announcing <laughs> There's the pick a lot right of there. Devin there Bush we picked. <laughs> so, so they swapped first round picks yeah, and it gave first. them the second for that draft and the following draft? So they had two seconds that year. Oh, they had two seconds that year. Yeah. Ooh, that is a lot, actually. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. I maybe, maybe I chose could. to forget. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, get a nice guard or tackle with one of those picks. Yeah, yeah. It would could. now be mid mid career. So yeah, that would be nice. That's the choices you make, right? Yeah, but it didn't look like they were reaching. It still looked like a quality first round player. That's the thing. You know, the, it wasn't like an Artie Burns pick or a Jarvis Jones pick. You know, that they picked those guys based on, you know, their their possibility that they have potential, that they have this great athletic talent, which they both do, but the potential just never developed. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's a, a Bud Dupree thing where it's the final year and are they going to give him the extra year and suddenly brush his lights out. So that that's definitely in the realm of possibility. Hmm. Yeah, possible. And then even Boz missed the field goal, 42 yard. So never missed against the Bengals before. Um, just that kind of day. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Did the wind play into that? Um, it, it, there was sort of even the commentators were noting on the wind swirling a little bit. Was there a bit of a wind play in that? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Because like yeah. he, I mean, not saying he's entire. I mean, he's been pretty automatic, right? He's yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of. You know, if, I mean, as soon as you know there's a, a field goal coming up, you feel pretty confident in in Buzz. You know, I mean, he hit a what a, a Hinesville record the other week. Yeah. So he's you know he's he's not someone you start thinking, oh, are we going to get this? You know, um. So that was a a big surprise for everyone. That was a bit of a shock. I think even he was a bit shocked by that one. Yeah. Hey, the first time Burrow dropped back the pass and Jones and Ingram both beat their guys came around the edges and collided into one another and then Burrow scattered out of there. We should have known right then and there this is going to be a really bad day. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even mention we gave up the sack streak after 75 games, which might be the most upsetting thing out of this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depressing. That was such a cool record and it was just building and building. 
Everything that everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. I I really don't think that things can be this bad again. Bring on the Packers. Well, yeah, let's <laughs> let's take us straight to Aaron Rodgers on a steamroll two game winning streak after that early uh, early dropped drop game. Uh, Steelers uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback versus future Steelers quarterback. Oh, you're obsessed yeah. with this Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest Steelers fan ever at the moment. He's, yeah. he's loving the Steelers. I heard drawbacks, though, to that theory that are actually pretty strong, pretty oh, strong argument against it. He uh, Rodgers is a California kid. You know, he likes he likes to be on the West Coast and his uh, wife or fiance is an actress in Hollywood. So could happen, could happen, but I think the odds are against it. I think I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is such a selfish guy that I don't think he'd care about what his wife wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Right. Not where I thought that was going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so in, just to, you know, the Steelers are going to have 48 million in effective cap space at the moment in 2022. What, what would Rogers command? 20, 25 million a year? So that's doable. So who who what are the other teams that might be in the market for Aaron Rodgers? You've got probably the Broncos would be the top. Mm. Then you've got like the Colts, the Texans, the Eagles, the football team, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Lions, and maybe the Falcons. And I think basically out of all those, it's between the Steelers and the Broncos, maybe the Colts. So I, I think there's a chance, you know. I really, really think that I really, really do think there's a chance that we could be. Cheering on Aaron Rodgers next year, but anyway, that, that would be amazing with with a healthy defense the way they are now. That's that's a Super Bowl team. Well, offensive line too. We got to do something about that. Yeah, you draft you draft you draft higher tackles, and you've got the weapons on offense for him. I think. Well, that, imagine that, that. That's the other thing, though. If we want a free agent QB, they're not going to want to come here if the offensive line sucks. Well, you'd say you know you got forty eight million. You, you make a big big you'd move to, as well. well bring yeah, in bring yeah. in. You'd have bring to. in another guy. Well, here's another thing, guys. The Steelers aren't known as an organization that throws a lot of money at people. Mm. Yeah, but that would that would be they'd be paying roughly what they're paying Ben. I think it's what it's what uh, Rogers was, you know, be prepared to take. But I don't think it's, it's a crazy move. It's not like going after Deshaun Watson or something. It's you know a veteran QB. I think they're going to have to. I don't think they can go to the. I mean, imagine having a rookie in behind this offensive line. It just—it'd be worse than Joe Burry just to get absolutely killed. That's true. They're going to have to—they're going to have to go after some kind of veteran guy, bridge guy. If Ben does retire, why not? Why not go after the best one? I agree. I would—I would certainly enjoy that if they do it. He can—he can shake hands as, as he passes Derek Watt in the corridor as he's leaving after the uh, line in his contract that says, "Okay, yeah, you played your year. Uh, right, out you go." Can we talk about the one Derek Watt play? <laughs> just, I think it was a Dave. You said it just—it just feels like they're just doing whatever the fans want at this point. Like they've got no ideas. <laughs> just yeah, it's just like so, so. The fans are all saying we want more Watt. Give him a bit more Watt, and not keep him happy for yeah. that'll shut him up. Yeah. To be fair, it was a good play. He, he you know, he, he caught it nicely and made a bit of a move. So, you know, he's got he's got hands um, to go with his massive guns. Um, yeah. it did, it are we doing just... that thing? Are we doing that thing that they did with Johnny Manziel, where you got like the the, the the crowd select the play? That thing is that the? 
<laughs> what was that? Like, like, like arena, <laughs> arena football league where the, the crowd make the calls, wasn't it? What was that? Wasn't that an off-season thing? Wasn't that? Did I dream that? Yeah, there Sorry, is fan-controlled football is a thing. Yeah, there you go, it, yeah. It's, um, yeah, FCF. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing going. Austin Eckler owns a team, and Richard Sherman owns a team. I don't know if it's if it succeeded or if it's got another season coming. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, so were we talking about the Packers, or did I just take? Yeah, down I mean, we can do. Let's just we, we might as well just segment into it. Um, I don't. <laughs> so well, let's look at just look at the injury report first, okay? Um, ben didn't practice with the pectoral, but we assume he'll go. Um, Deontay Johnson was a limited practice uh, participant. Juju didn't practice. I think Juju might be out for this game. High Smith back to limited. Uh, Carlos Davis and Chucks were both DNP. Chucks has got a concussion, so I'm not sure. What the situation is with that, I imagine he might miss this game as well. Uh, TJ Watt limited with the groin still, so I'm hoping TJ is back. That's pretty important. I'm hoping Highsmith is back as well. Um, those things seem to be trending in the right direction. Uh, it could be without Chucks. That might not be the biggest loss in the world. Uh, DJ is probably out as well. So uh, Sorry, oh, DJ could be back. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Yeah. You, you always like to talk about Jenga pieces. Does this game... Does that game against the Bengals prove that TJ Watt is the biggest Jenga piece in yeah, the league? Yeah, I guess it does. I guess it does. Because that was a total defensive collapse. Probably um, helps when you're one of the best players in the league, but yeah. Um, it is my issue with this, this Packers game. I think the Packers are a vulnerable team and a vulnerable defence to a shootout. I think you can get into a shootout with the Packers. I don't think the Steelers are capable of getting involved in a shootout. Um Pretty concerned that we're going to have no answers here on offense, as we have done so far, and we've shown that. And I mean, we'll score a couple of points, but you know, I don't think it's going to be big. And Aaron Rodgers is going to carve up our defense pretty smoothly. Um, that's my concern. <laughs> Top- <laughs> he, he he carved us up, and we had Taylor and Palomalu back there. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to carve us up. <laughs> so you got Aaron Rodgers carving us up on one side, um, and the defense that. Uh, sorry, an offense that, that can't move the ball. So against any defense. So I'm not filled with hope. Um, also, also in in the analyst picks this week, because if you remember, we've been following this track so far, where every analyst picked the Bills and the Steelers won. Every analyst picked the Steelers and the, the Bengals won the raid, whatever. Um, this week, everyone p- picked Green Bay. So you might be thinking, oh, nice, yeah, the Steelers. You know, the, the track's continuing. Uh, Adam Rank picked the Steelers. So. He's, ru- he's ruined that, and he's guaranteed the Steelers to be. <laughs> Isn't he a comedian? <laughs> Adam Rank? I think he's a comedian, eh? Yeah. I think, you know, if the Steelers can generate any pressure at all, they'll, they'll have a better chance than they did. Um, if they can't generate pressure, Rogers going to absolutely kill them. Um, because they need they need to go back to that, you know, the four-man rush. They need to be playing the split, split safeties to keep the... Uh, Valdez, Scantling, Lazard, Adams, oh you know, just on the deep shot. You meant they're just going to be tearing tearing them apart if, if they can't, you know, bracket some of those guys. They just need to make Rodgers throw quick and, and put him in the dirt early. They, if they can put him in the dirt in the first couple of drives, they've got a chance. Over under but, on Valdez, Scantling, goal routes that absolutely burn James Pierre for 80-yard touchdowns. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> I mean, is is Joe Hayden walking around now like a dog with two danglies going, that contract, eh? How about that contract? You know, it's... I don't know. He didn't shower himself with... We didn't really talk about him, but he didn't shower himself with glory in that game, I didn't think. 
No, but he's he's the, the only he's, he's the best corner on on this team right now. But this so. is the, this is the issue, and now we're getting into a bigger thing more than just this game. And this is why I sound so depressed because okay, we're going into this off season. We need to sort the all line, and we don't have a quarterback, but we we also don't have any corners. Like, well, that's it. Do you, do you want to rebuild a whole a whole line and replace all your corners as well? Yeah, and to me, <laughs> right now, giving Joe Hayden a contract makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is the uh, where we start to see Witherspoon a bit more. Yeah, didn't play a snap in that game. Was he was he active? No. No, no he wasn't. I think he was inactive, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he? I think he was. Yeah. Sure. Um, their line's playing pretty well. That's one thing. Although they've got um, Myers at centre, which is obviously, you know, in that draft. He was one of the options alongside mm. Green for the yeah. Steelers. Could have taken Myers. He went a bit high, didn't he? Go to the second round, which was a bit higher than he was... I think he did. Yeah. Predicted to go, but um, he looks like a bit. Of, I've seen him get driven back a few times, so he could be something you attack with some stunts. Maybe get maybe get some interior pressure from Cam or something, mm. or um or a TJ looping around on a stunt. They're, they're starting two rookies apparently. Are they Royce Newman as well? Gad. No, I didn't. I didn't notice him getting blown up so much as Myers. Myers was the one I saw <laughs> getting exposed. No, just interesting that they, they too yeah. are on the two rookie offensive line. Did you watch the 49ers game they played? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, they let them back in. Yeah, they you know, not, this isn't this isn't a dominant team. This is definitely a flawed a flawed team still. when you when you look at um, like points given up by the by the defense, they, they've given up 83 points to our 66. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a gap there. They have a vulnerable defense. I don't think the defense is all that. You know, I think you can definitely score on the Packers. I just don't think we have the tools to do it. That's, that's what I'm saying about you know, if you were a team that can get into a shootout, you can beat the Packers no problem. You know, I don't think they'll go unbeaten the rest of the way or anything. I don't think they're a, a, a crazy you know stacked team. I think Aaron Rodgers carries a lot of, a lot of the weight. But uh, I, just the, I mean, the problem is the problem is for their defense. What or the, the advantage they have is they don't need to defend the whole field at the moment. They can just there's whole swathes yeah. of the pitch they can just leave undefended. They just need to, you know, cover the outside and the flats and the seam, and, and that's it. They don't need to cover the cover the middle. They can just play two safeties, and you know they've got Jair Alexander, who looks like one of the best corners in the league, and um, just try and get pressure up front. Yeah. So you know the Steelers need to kind of exploit that somehow and find a way to force Ben to throw over the middle. I mean, when he did, when Ben did. Was it he threw one crosser? Those was it like a couple of seasons ago? We were constantly hitting those, you know, those two crossers of yeah, two players crossing each other. That was a great play. Where's that gone? Ben, you know, Ben threw one of those, and it was it was like Mason Rudolph was there. He was, through, he was behind him. You know, the anticipation, the timing was off. But that that's what that's what Ben needs. They need to be working on that in practice because they're they're clearly going to leave those holes open there in that zone. You know, so I don't know. Man. Let's just hope that Juju, because that Juju's hope Juju can go, because he's the, the ideal guy to ex- exploit that that position of the field. I do think I do have a feeling that the steel is going to come out and look different at, the, at least at the start of this game. Does it work? I don't know, but I think that just listening to Tomlin this week and uh, some of the things that have been said, it does feel like there's a, an air of um, maybe we could come out and kick some ass, you know, level. That, that's my only optimistic take. <laughs> It's not analytical at all, but it it just feels like there's an air of something's going to change this week because Tomlin's going to enforce it, you know? The cornered animal game. Yes, yeah, 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 a little bit. Definitely possible. I mean, this, 
I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have a sound effect ready for this, but I was I was up in the Cotswolds, so I couldn't wait one. But I could do one. I could I could make one. That's the sound of that sewer opening up with the <laughs> fire Tomlin crowd, right? Oh yeah. And it, and it was started. It was started. The, the first person that I've seen say it this year, Josh K, man. Ooh. What are you doing? Like I, one of our, our very own. Yeah. Oh, Gav's calling yeah. out Josh. Yeah. He, he was the first person this, to, 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 I saw in, in 2021 to say, let's get rid of Tomlin. So shame on you, Sam. <laughs> poor, poor Josh. He's been lured into the Discord to share his thoughts and Gav's used it to eliminate him. There you go. Well, I've made I've made my my thoughts clear on that before. Let's you know, let's keep that keep your foot on the sewer. Don't don't res, don't fall into temptation because I I don't think getting rid of Tomlin is the answer here. I don't know. Anyone else want to agree? Anyone else tempted by the sewer, the smell, the rising rising green smoke luring you in? I'm certainly not I, tempted. Sorry, Rich, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sam. I was just going to say I'm certainly I'm certainly not tempted, but I do see where the frustration comes from in the long term. You know, with, with the the issues we've we've seen over and over again. So you know, I mean, and Rich said it earlier, right? Where does the the, the blame lie? But but go on, Rich. What are you going to say? No, I mean, I I, the, I agree with what you just said. The, I I can understand the people calling for Tomlin's head. I mean, it's it happens all the time, it's especially Steeler football, it seems. But um, I. I don't think it's time to fire the guy just yet, but you you do have to hold him accountable for for certain things that are going on. You know, you have to have your team ready to play each Sunday. And that offensive line, every member of that offensive line taking penalties the other day is 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 just ridiculous. You know, you you have to be prepared for these situa- these in-game situations uh, to do something better on a fourth and uh, fourth and ten with the game on the line and throw a swing pl- swing pass to to Najee. Like your team has to be better prepared, and to me, it looked like they just weren't prepared. I mean, it, they there was there was talking. What was it? There somebody was talking about the other day. Um, uh, I can't remember what I can't put my finger on what it is, but I remember thinking, well, this is why you have the whole off season. It's why you have training camp. You got to You prepare your team for these things, you know. And I, I just, you know. I mean, co- coaches who have done better have been fired. Andy Reid did pretty good in Philadelphia. You know, he, he I think he led him to a Super Bowl. He had a decent playoff record. I think he went to like nine playoff games for them, but he just couldn't really get them over the hump. And, you know, they canned him and actually worked out good for both sides. But, um, yeah, I understand it. I don't think it's quite I don't think it's quite that time yet, but. You know, at some point you do have to look at Tom and you have to do look at, you know, is this team prepared to play? Is he making the best decisions? Is he making the best in-game decisions? Yeah, well, he's the one, I guess, ultimately responsible for handing Ben a, a magazine with no bullets loaded in or whatever they said. What was it? The no no shots left to fire? I mean... Yeah, we fired all our bullets. Yeah. I mean, loads, loads some more some more rounds in the clip there, Mike. I mean... Yeah, that, that 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 was a real. I, I was more surprised that he said it, even if it's true. Don't say it. Yeah, I'd be surprised both that he said it and if it'd be true. This is a this is an NFL football team. You don't run out of plays. <laughs> like if, if that's what he's referring to, I can only assume that's what he means. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that is you know backing up Josh. Maybe he's right. I don't know, but uh, it doesn't see. It seems like an overreaction to me. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it's a, a little overreaction. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he coached this, this basically the same team to how many straight, 11 straight wins last season, you know, so you got to take everything into account. But, but like I said, you do got to hold him accountable for some things that are going on right now. Yeah, I think if if this team does go on for a losing season, then he's lost that uh, safety net of the Steelers have never had a losing season under him. So I think that the the, the sands will shift underneath him if that happens. But let's let's you know talk about that when we get there. Let's not put the the horse before the arse or whatever. All right? Can you, can you imagine if we come out of this game and just look just look dope like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. This, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I would be surprised, but I, it's not impossible. This, uh, this podcast will look ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be questioning whether we've been sucked into a time warp or something, or in an alternate dimension. Oh man, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope so. I hope we're wrong. Uh, anyway, should we, should we uh, make the picks for this game? Uh, yes, we. Uh, sorry, we need to recap what happened. Mm. Uh, right, so. You you is the only one that correctly predicted a loss, but you you uh, predicted a, a twenty to seventeen loss. Now I don't think that's worthy of a point. Wait, hang on a minute. I thought you got a, I thought you got a point for picking the right. Is that not a thing? No, has that never been well, a thing? What we did last year was you you get a point for. Uh, I've been patting myself on the back all week thinking I was the one. Well, we can give you a point if you want. I, I don't mind. Do you, do you just want to go point for correct for correct for for win or lose, and then. Well, you go with what for... you've been going with. I don't, I don't know because we've had two games. What... Okay, we'll give. I'll give you a point for win or lose, and then a point, an extra point if you're within a field goal. Okay. And, and the correct spread. So we, you get a point for that. So well done for that. Um, <laughs> does this need to be backdated, or are we? <laughs> no, no, no. That doesn't affect anything. None of us have picked anything correctly with score wise yet at all. So. Okay. Well, even the, the first g- one. No, you guys have picked the Steelers to win, right? When I've thought, yeah, no. No, yeah, we all picked yeah. the Steelers to lose against the Bills then we all picked the Steelers to win against the Raiders so oh okay fair enough thus far no one's picked a, a correct wow. outcome terrible <laughs> um, and then uh, Sai you picked the Browns Dave you picked the Cards uh, Rich you picked the Titans and I picked the Panthers so we all got a point there and then uh, Rich picked the the uh, Framuth receiving touchdown nice right so you got that and then we, we all got our uh, defensive picks wrong what was Dave's so, defensive pick? We we thought live that David got that right. I've got Cam Hayward sack here. Oh, okay. We, oh, we invented okay. that, Rich. I, I I had that hey, same false memory. Yeah, maybe it was the game before he picked yeah, the possibly. interception. Yeah. Must have been. I can't remember. I could have sworn you picked an Edmonds interception, Dave, because I remember when it happened. I was like, wow, that's unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Do you, do you do you think you picked that, Dave? Did I record that wrong? No, I I don't I don't remember. Saying that could have been. The I think I even or... listened back. I can't remember what it was now, but it, it wasn't that. Yeah. So yeah, we're good. Strange. I think we all went Cam, Cam Hayward sack, and then I changed it just to be different. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, maybe it was the week before. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Anyway, so that so that so that results in uh, currently Cy, me, and Rich on three points. Dave on two points. So <laughs> off to a great all start. to play for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Shall I go first? Because I'm going to go first. Uh, I've, I've picked a loss, and it's a 10-point game, 27-17. to 17. Okay. Who's next? Uh, I've picked a loss as well. The Packers, 31. The Steelers, 13. Oh, my. Blowout. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave? 
you know what? As I said earlier, we've got 14 more of these. So I have, I have to believe in some positivity yes. around here. So I'm not, I'm not predicting any kind of big win. I think we're going to scrape by with a 20 to 17 victory. Wow. Dave's tanking. Road. Dave's tanking. We'll, Road Warriors. <laughs> wow, Rich. Uh, I think we're going to lose. Um... <laughs> Honestly, my favourite quotes today have been Rich. There wasn't one good thing. We, have, we don't have one good thing on offence was the first quote, right? And then, <laughs> I think we're going to lose. It's just the way you said it. That 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 would be like if we do one of those intros where it's just quotes of things we said that would be in there, yeah, <laughs> with background music. Okay, so I'll put in the L. Do you want to give me a score or no? I think it's going to be twenty-seven twelve. Okay. Right, having some technical difficulties here. Twenty-seven twelve. You said yes. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll go for next. So I've gone in a total reversal of fortune. I've gone with an Ebron receiving touchdown. Oh my god. You get two points for that one. Get three. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> see about that. I'll just mark it down as a one. Uh, let's go reverse order for you guys. So, Rich? I'm going to say Najee receiving touchdown. Okay. Is it me? Yeah. yeah. I, I had the same, actually. I had a, a Najee receiving touchdown. All right. Sorry. I actually wrote down a kind of sarcastic non question mark to begin with. Well, but nothing. The, but nothing, the, yeah. nothing. <laughs> but then I realised that I'd picked us to score 30 points, so someone probably had to score a touchdown at some point. So uh, I went with a, a Patty FTD. What, sorry? Uh, a, a Pat Fryer move touchdown. Oh. Pat, yeah, Patty F. Patty F. Like that. That's my new boy. <laughs> Is that a thing, or did you just make that just up? Just made that up on the spot. Just, okay. I, I actually thought it was like clear enough that you would know who that was, but evidently not. No. <laughs> Is there a player they signed that I don't know about? Maybe okay. I've just been calling him Patty all the time. Patty. All right, yeah. um, I'm going with a, a Cameron Haywood force fumble when he destroys Myers on a interior pressure. So there we go. Uh, Dave? Uh, I have a Joe Schobert pick six. Oh, my God. A pick six? <laughs> Does it have to be? So you're not even going interception, you're going pick six. I, 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 it's it's the way I'm, I'm worked out how we get points on the board. So it's how uh, how we get our second touchdown, basically. I think or a one of the two. So if if Dave hits that right, he gets two points. <laughs> well, I, I guess so. I mean, you, you're saying well, you're saying okay, it's the second. That's to... cool. That's cool. I agree. That's cool. But because most of the time we don't do that, because you could add okay, TJ Watt sack, strip, and then. You know, he, t- he returns a- the fumble for a touchdown. So if you want to do that, that's cool because you give your chance to self to win two points, but n- none of us do that. But if it doesn't come off, you lose a point. You lose a point, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so that's the that's the challenge. That's I mean, that's the swing. So it has to happen. I think that's harsh, Dave. Do you just want to roll it back to, into a Joe Schobert pick and uh, right, or do you want to stick with a Joe Show, but pick six is the second touchdown that the Steelers score, which is, seems quite <laughs> quite a low that, that, low percentage. I, I had written down just Show, but pick six, but I can I can roll it back to a, just a Show, but pick, I suppose. I'd ha- I'd hate for Joe Show, but uh, to get a pick and then get tackled at the one yard. Yeah, line. yeah, that would suck. That would so, suck. Yeah, it makes sense to play. It'd the be an exciting play. <laughs> 
I'm just yeah. going to give you Joe Schober in. And let's keep this. We got too bogged down in what's a two point and Rich <laughs> going to chopping up the minutiae of different rules. So let, let's just keep it simple. This give me year. a Joe Schober pick, please. We'll do the we'll do the Rich version next year where we've got you know. A, a no, actually, you're team. doing you're, you're doing the rich version this year. Oh. I, I I came up with this to make it as simple as possible. Everybody okay. else is making it more complicated. <laughs> that sounds about right. How the heck? Did I, how'd you pin that on me, Gav? I don't know. Sorry, man. <laughs> I just remember being put in a difficult spot by you. That's all. <laughs> I'm just a spreadsheet guy. Okay. I uh, got rich then. Pick yours. Oh, I don't know. Um. Uh, let me see. Uh. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say TJ Sack. What the heck? They'll try the highest percentage. Okay. And Simon. That's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> he's gonna come back, and it does feel like a narrative, though, right? He's gonna come back and get sack on the first play. Don't write that down. That's not a two pointer. Okay. Yeah, that's why it was brilliant when Gab did it. I, I look back at that, and I thought, yeah, that was brilliant because. He just got his new contract and he's not the type of guy to get a new contract and go, eh, I don't have to try hard because some guys do that. You know, he, he's the type that he's psyched. He's going after it. So that was a well done Gab on that week. Thanks. Yeah. That's the, uh, the only one of these we got, right? So you've, you've got the Muth on the offense and I've got the TJ sack on the defense. That's it. Uh, low, low scoring game. Um, okay. So round the league, I've gone with the Titans over the jets here. I've moved away from the Texans strategy. Who wants to go next? Uh, I haven't even looked at the fixtures this week because I didn't need to because I'm going to pick the Packers. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. Pummel them. <laughs> you really are captain down down note. This I'm journey. bringing the ship down. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Steelers hate cast. I'm kamikaze yeah. in this plane. <laughs> yeah. You're scuttling your own ship. Right, um, Dave. I had the same as you. I had Titans victory over the Jets. Okay. Rich? Group me with uh, Simon on this yeah. one. Oh man, Join the I, I just don't see. It. I can't see any way we beat these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry, Rogers. He's too freaking good. You know, if we knock him out of the game in the first quarter, I think we can win. And that's about it. That's about it. We're going for bounty gate here. That's the only way. Yeah. Maybe that's why they've signed Zuka. They just go right, Zuka. Do whatever you can. <laughs> he has a it's pipe come in his sock. Yeah. <laughs> right okay have we done talking about football do we need to like you know is this like a cathartic moment for us where we can just like forget about this week if we put a draw a line in the sand and go right okay that's this week done do we just yeah. go to kebab corner and yeah. ne- never talk about this oh i will just say, oh, just before we do uh just to top it off every afc north team won so, oh yeah, that's what that... the other thing I wanted to mention. Just just when things couldn't get any worse, right? So we we go through. Yeah. You guys, I think most of you guys have turned turned off the game and quit or something, gone to do something else with your life. Probably wise. I stayed and watched, you know, oh, Najee dropping you. dropping passes and running into like Richard, you know, behind invisible blockers that weren't there on the on the screen game. Um, game ends. Think okay, well okay, I'll go and turn over and put on red zone. What do we see? Oh wait a minute. The Ravens are losing to Detroit. This is good. And then, oh wait, within thirty seconds is a chunk play, and then, and then you know what's coming. Justin Tucker scores the longest ever field goal on bounces it off the crossbar through the through the uprights. I mean, how the how does that happen? I, ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe. It. I, you know, when it happened, it was just so. You know, we'd had enough deflation for the day, but but dear God, I mean, Justin Tucker, sixty-six yard, really. 
to bounce off. The, I mean, it was just a kick in the balls, wasn't it? It really was. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, it's even worse for the Lions fans. I mean, if there's two podcasts that are worse than this one this week, it's the Jets and the Lions podcast. But um, yeah. yeah, we need to we need to get together and sing Kumbaya. Right, anyway, let's go there. Hey, well, big props to him though, guys. That's a that's a hell of a kick. Oh, screw. Him. That's insane. <laughs> that's an insane kick. It was. He is good. He is the best kicker ever. Here we go. Four large dollars, kid. Everything on them. You want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Sorry to disappoint you guys, but I spent the weekend in a massive mood, so I've not, uh, <laughs> I've not sort of come up with anything too uh, lowbrow. It's generally a pretty lowbrow, right? But um, we didn't answer, answer a, a question earlier. Um, do I owe um, Randy Finkner an apology? Do I need to send him a handwritten apology? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, in sync. Yeah, not yet though. Okay, we're good then. I'm good. Um, I put out a bit of a call to the um, to the listeners for um, some questions because, like I say, I I've been in a massive mood all week, and I think a mixture of work stress and Steelers stress has given me like these headaches that I can't get rid of. So I've just sort of so, well, someone asked me a question, and we'll see what everyone thinks. Uh, I think the, are we on track for the forty minute episode, guys? So has anyone got the timer going? No, we've passed that. I'm afraid. <sighs> But we could Not make it quick. Feeling. It would still be pretty quick if we ended now, Dave. If we, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Matt Audley, the the sponsor of the Matt Audley team, the, the official rep- representative of the Matt Audley team of the week. Oh, we haven't done the team of the Good week. Point. Quite right. We'll do that in a minute. Was it? Oh, do you want to do that? Yeah, do it now. Go, go ahead. All right, the Matt Audley team of the week. Tenacious Lee. See you later, buddy. Tough break. Yeah, he's gone. He um, gone. Derek Henry. Derek Henry was the big, uh, the big prize. You got him side, didn't you? I did. Now, how much? How you much? Sixty-five. Yeah, how much? Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> and interestingly, I only just got him. Sixty-two was the next nearest bid. So here's my thinking on this. Right, I, I came dangerously close this week. I felt I actually, I probably was like fourth in the running actually, but but the, the scores weren't too different. To, to deletion from this league and I was like I can't have this because Christian McCaffrey went down he was the key piece right he was the the bell cow on my on my team so when he went down I was in a bit of a panic mode already shot at running back didn't then, have Matheson didn't, didn't, didn't handcuff didn't handcuff didn't handcuff didn't have Chubba Hubbard so that's what we're talking about Matheson yeah, <laughs> didn't have Chubba Hubbard. So yeah, tough one. Yeah, handcuffs put, mixed up. Like yeah, a I did put a bid BDSM. in. I put a bid in for for Hubbard just in case I didn't get Henry actually, but um, didn't need it in the end. So yeah, that was the hope. Uh, I also went in heavy on T.J. Hawkinson and got him too heavy by the looks of things because uh, I'm sick of Cal Pitts. <laughs> I, I so, have to admit, I, t- I took him out of my team the other, the other day, so yeah, I'm a bit tired of him too. So that uh, yeah, that didn't. Yeah, that I'm didn't surprised more people. I mean, I'm I'm I didn't bid. I didn't get into the Hawkinson bidding because I've got Kittle and Fan, but. I was surprised more people didn't go for it because it's obviously a tight end, high scoring mm. league. You can play in two tight ends isn't such a bad thing in this one. And you know the next one down was ten dollars. You bid twenty eight. So yeah, dis- disappointing waste there, but you know it is what it is. I'm happy I've got him because uh, the, the issue with this week was Tom Brady played well but didn't didn't reach his uh, his projected score. Uh, AJ Brown went out injured. 
Christian McCaffrey went out injured. Uh, Rondale Moore didn't do anything. So I was like in the danger zone, big time. So I was like, I can't have this again. I need a consistent high scorer. So that's what Derrick Henry was. Uh, I'm hoping TJ can add. I'll keep Cal Pitts in the lineup for now. We'll see how it goes and yeah, rock from there. I think it's a thing to do. I mean, you you look on, there was 11 bids on Derrick Henry. I bid $36, which was the entirety of my my fab budget. I went 100% on Derrick Henry, but but it wasn't enough. So I ended up with uh, Josh Jacobs. I massively overbid. I'm surprised. I bid $24 for Josh Jacobs. The next one was $4. Oh, wow. Why is everyone so, so down on Josh Jacobs? I know he's injured this week, but he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that, I, think he, I think people were hoping he would fly under the radar because he's injured. Because I put a bid in for him for zero. <laughs> <laughs> that clearly, uh, you clearly didn't want him that much. <laughs> I, I really want you. You got Keenan Allen as well, uh, Rich. Oh, I really wanted Keenan so Allen. Happy. Yeah, I put in a twenty-eight dollar bid for him. So, yeah, I put so, I put one hundred percent in for him as well. Thirty-six. Yeah. You got him on forty. Yeah. Love Keenan Allen. I got him in my dynasty league and my stunt league, and love the guy. So so many targets each week. So I was really happy to get him. Uh, meanwhile, Dave spends fifteen dollars on Dawson Knox. Talk me through that one, Dave. Ah. Uh... I'm I'm sort of I feel like I'm sort of comfortable at the moment. I'm sort of spending little and often, if you know what I mean. I'm sort of I'm saving my pennies. I'm saving my pennies for the because I, I I put a bit I put a sort of a tentative bid in for um for Derek Henry and I was sort of I didn't I wasn't too bothered if I didn't get him, so I didn't want to spend too much. I I knew someone would probably bid the the earth for him. So um. But yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of spending little little bits where I can. Just you know, the just in case ones, the the ones where you know, if I lose someone or someone's on a on a bye week, I can just slot them in, you know, and they can they can fill in for me nicely, basically. The hey, do you? Of, go on. I'm sorry. Go again. No, you go. You go. I was going to say, do you guys do you guys get concerned? I mean, because you know, there's obvious two big obvious strategies in this league, right? Mm-hmm. So do you ever get concerned about the guy who? You know, just spends very little money and just squeaks into those final four, and everybody else yeah. has blown all their money, and he can basically put together a Pro Bowl team. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this was my thing, right? My strategy was always going to be I was going to spend no money until uh, I felt that I needed to, and, and I was hoping to get to like week six like that, and then this week scared me to death after Christian McCaffrey went down. I was like, I've got to fix this. So I was like, this is the week to pull the trigger, and uh, yeah, we'll see how I can survive after that. Yeah, my strategy. No, I was gonna say my strategy was the complete opposite and I am the first person to blow all their fab budget. So I, I my, my plan was always to try and get as the best squad I could as fast as I could. Interesting. And then and then uh, wait for everyone else to get eliminated while I'm just in the middle of the pack and then just we'll all fight over it on waivers. Like normal. But you know, I, no one's but I'll tell you that guy though that can squeak in and, and can just hold and, and you know, that takes a lot of guts. You know, but the guy that can do that, you know, he'll be picking up Derrick Henry possibly for two dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, uh, Pat Patrick Mahomes for a buck. You know, he just <laughs> he's put together this, this incredible team. You know. Yeah, it's true, and and at the moment that looks like Josh K because he's only spent three dollars, mm. and he's uh, three and zero. Oh. I know that. I know the records doesn't matter, but two, yeah, two of those good. dollars are on Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I got my eyes on him. Yeah, I should say you bid twelve dollars on Antonio Brown. I know I can't believe no one else picked him. Was was interested? I think he's he could be one for later in the year, especially if uh, Evans or one of Edwin's or or Evans or Godwin goes down. He's going to be massive. 
I just I just wanted I just wanted receivers this week. That Fair was enough. my plan. Anyway, let's move on. We don't want to bore yeah. everyone with this, but it's definitely an interesting format. It's getting more interesting as the weeks go. Yeah. That was yeah, more so... exciting than the Steeler talk. <laughs> that's, that's, that's damn right true, Rich. Yeah, that is very true. So, yes, yeah. Matt, Matt Audley, the sponsor of the Matt Audley Team of the Week, um, he's asked us a question. So maybe we can... It's not, it's not over yet. You Hang just on. played him off. That's it. <laughs> Jeez. That's, right. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye, the coming I was, in. I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to punctuate it, though, but I was a little slow on the on the finding the, uh, the stab, kebab stab. Anyway, go on. Kebab stab, I like it. Um, so he's asked us a question we can all answer. Um, so if the Steelers franchise were to, lo- to relocate to another city or state and a new one moved into Pittsburgh, would you keep following the Steelers' name, or keep supporting the new friend, or or support the new franchise in Pittsburgh? This is a Ravens Brown scenario. Hmm. This, this is this is a this. When I first heard this, I thought it was easy, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, I don't know. So, so un, I suppose the answer is wherever the history goes, right? So, if the Steelers are the Steelers, and they go to well, I don't know where they're going, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis. But they retain... I mean, that would be weird. The, the problem is it's such a weird concept with the Steelers, right? Because it's not the kind of team that would move. Or at least I don't think so. So it's a weird concept because you can't imagine the Steelers team, the way that the Browns did, going to Baltimore, going to like St. Louis and keeping that history. It, it wouldn't fit, right? It wouldn't, you know, it'd be yeah, weird. This is entirely hypothetical. Yeah, of course it's hypothetical. And that's why it makes it a strange thought experiment because I suppose you would follow the team, right? You wouldn't Because otherwise you'd be switching teams. But then, I don't know, Rich, maybe you're the one to ask because you're actually from Pittsburgh. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Dave. Um, because, especially because I don't live in the city anymore, maybe, you know, maybe it'd be different if I did. Uh, I would say that I, I follow the Steelers. In, in mm. the words of the immortal Johnny Unitas, the Indianapolis Colts ain't the Colts. <laughs> you know, they belong in Baltimore, you know. So I, I would follow the Steelers, I think. Yeah. I, I think I would agree. I think I would follow the logo. Yeah, but it's not just. And they about could, the... and they could go back, right? Yeah, that's true. They, that's true. They, remember, the Rams left, and the Rams came back. I mean, they could go back. It's because it's not just the logo, really, is it? Is is the history? You know, I mean, you're still supporting the team that Terry Bradshaw played for, right? If you follow the Steelers, whereas if you don't, if you don't, if you follow the Pittsburgh, you know, the Pittsburgh Riverboats, then you know that's not that team. That's a, that's a different team. So yeah. I think that, I yeah. think that's the right answer. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be with you guys. I think I'd be following the following the badge. But like 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 you said, like what what would the new team be called? I mean, the only other it's not many options, is there? There's mm. like the Yinzers. Is <laughs> like that? I don't know. <laughs> Just Pittsburgh Yinzers. <laughs> Just the you, logo. You could, you What's could... the logo? Just like a slightly overweight guy with an Iron City beer. <laughs> Just the guy with a beer in his hand and a, and a gut hanging out of his vest. It's, um, uh, it's Brian. Brian working down the yeah. docks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's um it's it's a tough choice having there's only so many names you can really go for, isn't there? But, as uh, as the uh, Washington football team are discovering. I mean you could go back to Pirates, you could go back to the yeah. original name, go back in time a bit. Uh Alliteration yeah. seems popular. We've got penguins, maybe Pittsburgh uh, peregrine, peregrines, Pittsburgh porcupines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you know how famous they are for the porcupines. <gasps> Pittsburgh pigeons, then I'd definitely support them. No, pigeons. I'd love that. I'd be on board with that. I'd support the Pittsburgh pigeons now if they open up next door. <laughs> 
That's, that sounds like, like a London team, the, the, the London pigeons, yeah. the, the London rats or something. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, cheers, Matt. Cheers for your question. Now, you're actually quite lucky because I, th- I feel like Kebab Corner would have been filled with me regaling you with the story of my lost keys this week, which caused me a great deal of stress, but I found them today, so feels like a dated story now. <laughs> How long did you uh, lose? I've like missed out now. <laughs> so from Saturday night until today, they were lost, and it ruined my- it ruined every day. It ruined it. The, the entire week was ruined. Could you not leave the house? I couldn't. Fo- well, Well, no, not really. You know, like... I was supposed to go to the cinema on Monday, and that was when I noticed they were gone. And then it was just uh, it was it was downhill from there. It, it, you know, when you like just have something in your mind and you can't focus on anything else. Like I was watching Monday Night Football, I couldn't even enjoy it. I went to bed at halftime because I was like, I'm literally sat here wandering around looking for my keys. And it's not, were they down? Uh, were they down the back of the sofa? Or? Well, where they were is is a whole other thing. Within the last place you looked. That sounds like you're place. blaming Chloe. No, no, it was not Chloe's fault. It was someone else's fault. A visitor to this household, a previous resident of this household. Oh, Mark, <laughs> uh, who also may have wandered into someone else's house, forced one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in my life, and and uh, what? then proceeded Jeez. to hide my keys, forget about it, and then spend an hour looking for them with me, uh, <laughs> telling me that he didn't hide them. Uh, it, it's Wait, it's a long story. I don't want to get into it right now. Was, it, was <laughs> alcohol involved in this or some yeah, other substances? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I see. I, I'm not not pleased. Not Sorry, pleased. what he he broken into and played hide and seek with your keys, and then was loose with the truth. Uh, he didn't break into my house. Didn't break into any houses, to be fair. But uh, definitely entered some uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Maybe we'll get into this in a later episode, but not for now. Now's enough. We'll you need one of those. History. I don't want to say the name because it's advertising, and I don't want to give free advertising. But one of those devices that you attach to your keys, yes, and then I, you can track them. You know the irony. I was actually looking at one of those two days before I lost my keys, and I was like, "No." I have I have one of those on my keys, and I have one of those in my wallet. It cost me fifty quid, and it's possibly the best fifty quid I've ever spent. Well, it would have at least because the amount of times I want to leave the house, and I'm delayed yeah. up to twenty minutes throwing things around the house trying to find. Those two items. Well, how that, that, do you tell this? Does it tell you like gone. where in the house it is? Or, I thought it would just tell me that it's in the house. Like... No, no. It, it a it makes the thing play a little song, oh. so you can hear it, and it and it gives you on your phone like wow. a sensor of like weak, medium, strong. So you've got yeah. you know audio and visual clues to where it is. I think so you end up playing a game with your keys. Getting you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically that. Yeah, that's it. I think that's a must purchase because if I'd had that, that would have saved me, you know, three days of stress. A lot oh, of, it saved me so much time. A lot of grumpiness. I've been very grumpy the last few days with Chloe. It's great. It's great. You get in the car, you drive, you know, three hundred yards down the road. You think, have I got my wallet? Yeah. And the, you know, your bags in the back. You don't want to you start ripping your bag apart. So you just fire up the app, and you hear the little tune going in the back of the car. Fine, I know it's there. It's great. Oh, it's cool. Good job. Yeah, it's good. I'll tell you the name once we've stopped. I wish I'd That's had good. that <laughs> this week. <laughs> it's too late now. You got them back now. <laughs> I, in, in the in the late nineties, I lost my mobile phone for about six months. It was gone, and then <laughs> the, it turned the up. Is... It turned up in a jacket, which was on the back of my door. It was there the whole time. That's how that little. Up, that's how little is... I needed my mobile phone. Yeah. You lose your phone in the nineties, and you probably see it from where you sat because it were that fucking big. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like a brick, probably, wasn't it? it like was. a house brick. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, right, let's wrap this up. 
okay. it's been a pleasure, but it's uh, also been awful to reminisce about this game. I hope, I hope I've said before, though, you know, it's like you listen to podcasts about, you know, teams when it loses. It's actually genuinely, it's tough for, it's tough for us to talk about it, but it's actually more interesting for the listener, I think, <laughs> rather than... Yeah. When you win, it's just, you know, glad-handing. It's like the Pro Bowl, you know? Yeah. No one really enjoys watching the Pro Bowl, but the players enjoy playing in it. Well, that's that's what when, you know, do it, podcasting about a winning team's like. But the, I think the, the true the true mark of a podcast is, you know, you know the, the Straits of Magellan navigating tricky waters after a loss. So ho- hopefully we, we, we pass the test here. Well, I think and last was... week was that. I mean, that was, that was that's, that's what upset me this week, is that this week just felt like a complete absence of hope. Last week, I thought we had an awesome conversation about that Raiders game and what went wrong and, and you know, where to go from here and, and whatnot. I thought that was a great conversation. This week, I just felt completely unenthused about this game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, it was was very hard to pinpoint what, what why it was so bad, especially when you've got you know, grown men twerking in front of you. <laughs> it was it was a t- it was a tough analysis. That's how I uh, felt with the keys. <laughs> I was just looking I mean, for the keys. Lots of things were working against us this week. I mean, we, we can arrange that for the show if you like. It's it's, it's not beyond possibility to happen. That, that's why Rich has been trying to get on camera this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Gab, I, I feel for you because that's probably something you'll never get out of your hard drive. It's just always going to be. <laughs> yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, rigors twerking. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, uh, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy wrote this. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart, and follow Gab at GM Boom Up. All on Twitter and follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. Uh, we'll see you here next week at a very unlikely. <laughs> uh, what would it be? Two and two. Let's oh, hope so. Let's hope so. See ya. All right. See you later. Cheers, guys. Go Steelers. <laughs>